Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Jeremy Hendy. He's the Vice President of Product Marketing at Nujira. They're a company that's working on solutions for uh, cost-effective multi-mode and multi-band mobile handsets and other wireless devices for faster data rates and longer battery life and all, but isn't that what everyone wants, Jeremy? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, yes, that is what everyone wants. I think everyone's got um, used to having these great wireless devices and portable devices and tablets and smartphones um, and wireless sensors and this new Internet of Things, um, you know, really starting to catch on now. But the, the, the problem everyone's faced with is battery life. And, you know, once your, your battery is gone, you can't surf the web, you can't play the videos, you can't um, play those games or chat with your friends. So what Nujira is focused on is really trying to improve the battery life of portable wireless devices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, Jeremy, there are a lot of ways to do that, more efficient circuits, uh, better matching of the antenna and the system, uh, and obviously power management in the RF itself, right? Right, and I think that's where Nujira plays is it, we're all about improving the energy efficiency of the wireless transmitter that is in your portable device. So whether that's Wi-Fi or 4G, um, it's the bit of the phone that is transmitting that signal back up to the Internet. And what many people don't realize is the energy efficiency of those transmitters in your phone is very poor. For a, for a 2G um, uh, transmitter, the efficiency wasn't bad. It was, you know, 50%, 60% for the power amplifier, the RF, which is why your phone used to last five or six days between charges. But now with 4G signals, that efficiency has dropped to 20 or 25%. Uh, with Wi-Fi, it's even worse. It's uh, below 10% now for the latest 802.11ac signals. So, you know, what happens is um, a lot of that energy um, that goes from your battery is just being dissipated as heat in the RF power amplifier, and that's a big problem, and it's something we're, we're definitely um, here to solve. Well, and that's a, that's a ridiculous, almost staggering amount of waste in that system, and I gather we can't really do much about changing that aspect, so obviously we have to address the transmitter. What is Nujira doing? So we, we're um, the leaders in the technology called envelope tracking, which um, is a technology that was originally uh, invented in the 1930s, back when the only form of wireless communication was AM broadcast transmitters. And in an AM signal, uh, the, the, um, the RF power level modulates up and down with the signal that's being transmitted. So it's a very simple form of modulation. Um, but the problem is that that RF power amplifier needs to be sized to cope with the, the occasional peaks in the signal. And most of the time, uh, when the average power of the signal is much lower, you're just burning a lot of uh, excess energy. So back in the 30s, um, those really smart engineers came up with a few ideas um, to, to address that problem, one of which was envelope tracking. And what that is, is um, instead of providing a fixed DC power supply to that RF power amplifier, you modulate the supply voltage up and down along with the signal being transmitted. So it was an idea that was originally developed in the 30s, um, used for big broadcast AM transmitters, but then as the world went from AM to FM um, in the 60s and then from FM analog to early digital uh, communications like GSM, um, then 
those were still essentially frequency modulated signals. There wasn't much amplitude variation in the signal. But what's happened in the last decade is as we've wanted to get more and more data rates through smaller amounts of spectrum, then just encoding information in the frequency and phase isn't enough. And so modern 4G and 5G and Wi-Fi signals have a very high what's called peak to average ratio. So they have seven to one or even 10 to one ratio of their peak amplitude to their average power. So the result of that is for a, a 4G transmitter or a Wi-Fi transmitter, um, the RF power amplifier has to be designed to transmit occasional peaks, which are 10 times what the average is. And, uh, if you're just providing that with a fixed supply voltage, you have to provide a voltage that's high enough um, to, to supply those occasional peaks. Most of the time, you're just wasting energy as heat. So what envelope, tracking, what envelope tracking does is instead of just providing a fixed supply voltage to that power amplifier, is it's essentially a very, very fast power supply that dynamically modulates the power supply to that RFPA as the signal is going up and down with the data being transmitted. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeremy, now is that um, primarily a topology play, or are you involving some of the new wideband gap semiconductors in it, or how are you achieving some of these uh, performance targets? So um, the the envelope tracking um, technology itself is, um, in principle, applicable to, to pretty much any kind of um, device or or, uh, or circuit technology. We've used it with gallium nitride PAs, gallium arsenide, CMOS, LDMOS. Um, what we're finding now in, in portable devices is today 4G and 3G tend to use gallium arsenide power amplifiers, but there's a very strong in interest in moving to CMOS power amplifiers. Um, and there's a very good fit between envelope tracking and CMOS PAs um, when it comes to improving their performance. Um, from our perspective, we are developing a power supply chip itself, the envelope tracking power supply, and that has to provide a very high bandwidth, high accuracy signal um, to the RF power amplifier. So it's a, it's a, although it has to be a very high efficiency switch mode power supply, you know, perhaps with 80% efficiency uh, in, in itself, um, it has to have a control bandwidth of perhaps 20 megahertz or 40 megahertz, you know, comparable with the signals that are being transmitted, uh, which means you have to kind of design a power supply chip that can simultaneously manage high efficiency, high bandwidth, and low noise, um, because it has to track that power supply signal up and down very quickly as the, as the data symbols are going through the amplifier. So, you know, from an engineering right. perspective, it's quite a challenge to, to design something that can combine typically switch mode power supply technology with high precision analog to deliver that power supply precisely at the right time. Got it, got it. Well, and those sound to also be, um, I wouldn't say contradictory, but challenging simultaneous targets. So uh, what kind of a product family are we talking about here? So, I mean, Nigeria's ET chip is uh, it's in a 0.18 micron CMOS technology. So um, it, it's a kind of combination of power management techniques, so switch mode power supplies, um, for which you need, you know, reasonably high peak current handling capabilities, reasonably high voltages, because the RF power amplifier isn't um, an area where Moore's law applies. It's, you know, it's analog. It's Maxwell's equations um, dominate rather than... <laughs> 
So, you know, in a fight between Maxwell and Moore, then, then Maxwell usually wins. So you have to be able to handle, you know, four, four and a half volts of peak, peak voltage, quite a lot of peak current. Um, so we're working in, in, you know, fairly old processes, fairly high uh, geometry processes to handle the powers and the voltages and the currents you need. But simultaneously, you need in that same process to do a very high performance, low noise analog engineering with hundreds of megahertz of bandwidth. So in technology terms, it's a, it's a little bit similar to the kind of analog video bandwidths people used to deal with. But those have kind of fallen out of fashion now. We, you know, we find it difficult to get designers that can... Um, that can work with those kind of bandwidths. Everyone's either doing digital or, or you know, audio, or they're doing RF, and we kind of we, we're doing that bit in between, um, where it's a few hundred megahertz of, uh, of bandwidth. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a really challenging and interesting um, technology, and you know that's why we have some of the best engineers, and you know the analog guys get really excited by this because it's it's something new where you can apply smart. Um, circuit design techniques to a relatively mature process so we're not dependent on the latest 40 nanometer or 28 nanometer technology like the the guys doing digital chipsets it's more about clever design um, and intellectual property I mean Nujira started off on this journey 12 years ago now and along the way we've developed more than more than 200 patents around envelope tracking um, a lot of them from our very early days that are now um, you know potentially getting quite valuable as we see this technology starting to be rolled out in 4G smartphones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, Jeremy, then, obviously, as you were saying, it takes some cleverness and design. What kind of support do you offer the uh, design engineer that wants to integrate your solution into theirs? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good question, Alex. Um, I think I'd like an envelope tracking as it's a little bit like when, when cars went from carburetors to, to fuel injection in the early 80s. Um, you know, just like carburetors, a, a fixed DC supply for a power amplifier is a very simple thing for a, for a hardware designer. Um, it's just a, you know, a well-regulated um, power supply line from, from a battery. Whereas with envelope tracking, we suddenly turn the, the power amplifier from a two-port device into a three-port device because uh, as well as modulating the input signal to the PA, the RF input, we're also simultaneously modulating the power supply line very, very quickly. And, and so you're turning the PA from a hardware component into a software-defined component. So behind the scenes in envelope tracking is a lot of um, digital signal processing that goes on in the, in the, the modem chipset. Uh, itself, and um, that that you know provides great power to the uh, the system designer in terms of trading off the performance of that component dynamically. You know, it's uh, it's something that you can change the behaviour of the PA completely by by using different signal processing parameters. So it, it's certainly a you know just like going from from carburetors to fuel injection needed engine management software. It's a very similar situation in ET where you need that that software and that signal processing um, knowledge in the in the baseband to to control the PA and give you the performance you need. So the way we make that easy for people to adopt is through um, firstly through standardisation. So Nujira has worked over the last five years with both the MIPI Alliance and the OpenET Alliance to standardise the interfaces between the the modem, the digital signal processing part, and the envelope tracking chip. So uh, MIPI recently published the eTrack standard that defines an industry-wide um, interoperable interface between modem chipsets and ET chips. 
So the hardware is, is relatively straightforward and covered by standards. Um, we've also been investing a lot in developing software tools and hardware tools to characterize those RF power amplifiers um, as they behave in different ways um, under envelope tracking uh, conditions and to make it easy for the, um, the system designer to tune the performance of their system and um, integrate all the new firmware they need into their into their phone chipset or their Wi-Fi chipset or whatever. So um, we've we've developed a lot of tools over our you know 12-year history to to make envelope tracking easy to deploy, and that's where we really you know um, differentiate ourselves from uh, just being a component supplier supplying an ET chip. Um, is that we're providing a lot of software tools, uh, a lot of hardware tools, a lot of training and a lot of expertise to help those customers quickly deploy ET um, and get it out there. So, Jeremy, I always give my guests the opportunity to have the final word on the show. So what would you like to leave our audience with uh, before we close this out? Uh, you could talk a little bit more about the product, if you like, or about the company's vision, or just about something you'd like to leave our audience with personally. But the floor is yours. Thanks, Alex. I think I'd just like to leave the audience with, um, uh, I guess, the call to action to go and look, look a little bit more about envelope tracking, because although the technology is only just starting to roll out this year uh, into some high-end smartphones, we're expecting it's going to be adopted very quickly across 4G and Wi-Fi platforms uh, over the coming two to three years. So, you know, it is a, a slightly complex system for people to get their head around, and I think, you know, the, the more people can learn about it now, um, the better, because it's it's certainly going to be here to stay. So thanks again, Jeremy, for taking the time to be with us. It's always important to have people on that help us uh, understand the ways that we can solve these problems and move the ball forward in the design. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Alex. Excellent. And I'd like to thank everyone out there in the audience for uh, taking the time to be with us, because we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day.